You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I will never forget my first team dinner at the University of Wisconsin football program in 2015. We're sitting down eating, and all these guys are getting full glasses of milk. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, bro, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. He is Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. It's Mountain Blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush. A Coors Light. Chris Orr with us. Crushing next in the USFL. <laughs> now uh, crushing takes here on Rutledge and Hamilton live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Going to the show 844-770-3776. Earlier today, Wilding Tausch. Uh, Tauscher kind of basically said by the end of this year, Jordan Love, and this is the other part I want to get into. We'll get to the last quarterback here, but he basically said that Jordan Love kind of needs to be a top five QB in the NFC by the end of the season for the Packers to be able to justify it. And part of that was he kind of said, like, look, Chicago, like Justin Fields last year, unquestionably was a blow average passer, but he was an elite runner. And at times he had a window there. The Bears had the top offense in the NFL, I think, for a four or five week window. And Justin Fields, I think 14 touchdowns, six picks, plus all the running, like, looked the part for a good like a five game window. Never seen that out of Jordan Love yet. Right. But he was saying that despite the fact that Jordan Love below average passer last year, elite runner, Chicago still said, We're gonna give him another run. We have time with his contract. Mm-hmm. Packers do not have time with Jordan Love's contract because yes, it's a two year deal, but realistically, if he's meh or bad you have to make a decision. If he's bad, it's an easy decision because if he's meant or bad, that means you probably didn't win a lot of games. Now you have a high first-round pick and you have the Jets' first-round pick, so all of a sudden you can make a move for a quarterback here. So the decision to be made on Jordan Love kind of needs to be made at the end of this season. Well, let's not forget Aaron Rodgers is going to need to stay healthy and play, what, 66% of the snaps? If Jordan, if to Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I honestly think he's going to have a season for the ages because you like see all this stuff. Dominance. Jerry Alexander, and I know he was joking, but the quotes are still out there that, oh, best QB in the league, and Romeo Dobbs is saying there's no drop-off between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Like, Aaron is, look, for, he is king petting and he drives me insane, but I guarantee he is like, uh, like Ryan from the office is writing people on a list and then crossing them off every time he shows them if they're wrong. And obviously, remember, he hates hates, hates Goody. And he wants to stick it to him so bad. So if Rodgers is healthy, I am expecting an amazing season. I don't know if you guys uh, agree or disagree with me on that one. but Well, again, Rodgers being petty, he knows the best way to stick it to Goody would be play 67% of the snaps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go undefeated for the first eight games and then hope your team can get you over the playoff finish line and then start in the playoffs. That would be Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> oh, that'd be dream. So True, <laughs> that'd but be I mean, amazing. if Aaron goes out and they win the division and he wins MVP or is right in that conversation and Jordan Love is meh, mm. it's going to be hard for Packer fans to swallow it because they could have said, well, we could have just had this mm. and won the division and got one more chance. You, I mean... No one's going to say that. Everybody's going to stick by their choice and be like it. That's- well, not the player. I'm not the team, but the fans. They're the fans will. Well, the fans are already trying to tell, trying to put out in the ether of like, 
I don't even know if we'll miss Rogers that much. Like Lafleur can just run his offense, and like Jordan Love will just you know he can just cook. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I think people are still going to lean into that. It is heavy disrespectful to Aaron Rodgers and fans. Just like yeah, Love will just plug right in. Let's go. It's just Packers fans are spoiled because yes. after Brett Favre, you got Aaron Rodgers. Yes. It doesn't work like that. But in a reminder, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was viewed as either the number one or number two QB in that draft, and he fell. Yeah. Jordan Love, by the time the draft rolled around, was viewed as unquestionably the fourth QB. Right. Maybe some teams had Jalen Hurts in front of them. Maybe some teams had him in front of the other guys. But realistically, it was top three, and then it was Love, and maybe where, wherever you viewed Hurts at that time. Yeah. Mm. So he was not a prospect of the same tier as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers fell because of who his quarterback coach was or who his head coach was, which is Jeff Tedford, who had a spotty history with uh, Derek Carr and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Kyle Bowler and uh, uh, David Carr, Kyle Bowler and Trent Dilfer. Those were the quarterbacks he had beforehand and people started freaking out that, oh wait, is Aaron Rodgers just another system QB? Mm -hmm. So the actual pedigree, and I know there's no guarantees, is not the same. But here's the question I want to ask the two of you. I'm staying out of it. Justin Fields, Jordan Love, who is ranking higher? All right. I'll start. I'll start, Chris. Um, As for this situation, I would love to sit here and tell you that it's Jordan Love, no doubt. Mm. Justin Fields has experience. He has a full season under his belt. I... I like the th- idea that Jordan Love is going to progress, and the fact that it's his fourth year, he's going to be able to know this system, and he's not gonna—he's not gonna be like wondering where people are. He's gonna be able to read defenses and know where the guys are gonna be. I don't. It's so hard to count on a first-year st- starter to do that. It might be his first or his fourth year in the league, but he's still starting for the first time. He's still seeing opponents at full speed. Justin Fields has seen it. I personally can't, in good conscience, make the bet that Jordan Love is going to finish the season higher than Justin Fields, given the fact that Justin Fields has a full season under his belt and was totally serviceable. It, it would, it's, it would be, it's disrespectful to Justin Fields. And as much as I'm pulling for Love to be great, and I do want him to be better than Justin Fields, don't get me wrong, it's a hard bet to make right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go Justin Fields, uh, mainly because I think he's just on a better team. Like I think the team surrounding him is built better. Uh, and then the other thing that people don't know about the NFL, it's a confidence league. Like, and when I say that, like everything that you do on the field flows from your confidence. And Justin Fields having a year of starter experience, having a full off season to have all of his guys signing a established elite receiver and DJ Moore who is phenomenal like I know he doesn't get that much love but he is he's gonna be he's a really good receiver he's gonna be a great weapon for uh Justin Fields but having all that time to to do nothing but get better at playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears who do nothing but boost his confidence and I don't think that in any way of how the Packers handled this situation with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers I don't think anything necessarily said Jordan we have confidence in you we know that you can do this we're trusting you. Here go the keys. That's not really what happened. It's kind of they kind of reluctantly gave it to him because they were kind of were forced to. And I don't I don't think that's help that helps his confidence at all. He has no no real starter experience for real. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's Justin to me. It's Justin Fields without a doubt. Like, yeah. I don't even think it's a question. 
844-770-3776. Tim in Oregon chimes in. Love is better than car is his take. Wow. And then... Um, Come on, man. Jeff <laughs> in Janesville chimes in. Shouldn't our argument be about love between Herbert and Tua? That looks worse for Jordan what? Love. But Jeff in Janesville thinks that Jordan Love will be better than Tua. What? Now, if you're accounting for availability, possibly. Okay. Tua's got the real... I don't think that's what Jeff's... Ability. I don't think that's where Jeff's coming from. A healthy Tua is better than Jordan Love. <laughs> I cannot describe Tua the fresh look off, on Chris's face. I'm taking Tua fresh off of his. When he gets cleared off his concussion, I'm taking Tua over Jordan Love. Right now? <laughs> if we're talking about right now? Yeah. I'm taking Tua off of his concussion over Jordan Love. <laughs> You give me, give me, yeah. What yeah. have you done? That's what right. all the NFL is about. The, the what reason, have you done lately? the reason Jeff is bringing up those names for context, of course, is those were the two quarterbacks drafted in front of him in the 2020 draft. Right, right. right? Burrow is obviously the first overall pick, and then mm-hmm. Herbert and Tua went their respective spots. I was just looking up for reference because I heard Jim Jim mention, you know, he's the fourth or probably fifth quarterback. I was curious. I haven't looked this up since probably 21, where Mel Kiper Jr., NFL uh, draft expert for ESPN, had him mocked. Yeah. He had a mocked 19th overall to the Raiders. And he he didn't went, know what but that was a Bleach Report you had up there. Uh, yeah, because it was uh, the ESPN Plus, and I don't have it logged gotcha. in on this computer. So, gotcha. Um, I went and found the, uh, the the copied version. But, yeah, 19 to the Raiders is where Kuiper had him. Aaron Rodgers was mocked on. to, like, one or two. Yeah, yeah So, again, there was one. a clear— like, I thought he was pretty consensus number one until, like, fairly close and to the And realistically, draft. Jeff and Janesville, if we want to get into this game of his class, he's well below Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Remember the Packers. The Packers could have had T. Higgins and Jalen Hurts mm. with not much of a stretch of imagination. Don't yeah. trade your pick. The T. Higgins, Higgins pick is what hurts me the most because then you could have drafted. I guarantee you, Aaron Rodgers not as upset if you take Jalen Hurts in the second round. Trading no. up for a QB in the first round without telling your star quarterback disrespectful. disrespectful. Drafting a project QB in the second round from Oklahoma mm-hmm. after you got your quarterback a wide receiver. Hey, let me be your best friend, Jalen. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's nice having a moral compass like Chris Orr around. Yeah. Disrespectful and ridiculous <laughs> and moral compass you are, Chris. You, yeah. can't, you can't trust Mel Kuyper anymore. Don't don't bring up Mel Kuyper. Oh, yeah, I know. That's why I brought him up. Ever again. Do you know do you guys know, know what story? he's talking about? Well, he know refresh us on the fall. <laughs> Chris, elaborate on your, Mel, uh, your, your hatred. I don't know if that's the right word. but you're, It's not a hatred. It's just your like, attitude towards Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper. Why Mel is that? Kuyper had me mocked to be drafted. And I think the third or fourth round, and I didn't get drafted at all. So that's how you know (laughs) he doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Nobody falls that far. (laughs) Nobody falls that far. If if you would have me like sixth, seventh, all right, that's not bad. Yeah, because then you get team fit, special teams. Bro, come on, man, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> All right. So. You <laughs> <laughs> can't argue it. No, no. And I'm not trying to. I just don't want to be Mel Kuyper. <laughs> but, but the thing is, that means Mel Kuyper was higher on you than every NFL GM. So I should you respect man. him? Nah, there was a GM that was high on me, but. You didn't draft you. It's an off air story, man. It's an off air story. <laughs> well, you get, you get only a few of those, Chris. You can't. Yeah. You, you can't throw that Normally out there. Normally, we force him out of stroke when he says that, but oh. we'll let you get away with this one. <laughs> All right. So, right now, as a show, we feel that it is unlikely that Jordan Love will finish the season as a top five Q- QB in the NFC. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I don't even think he'll be a top 10 QB in the NFC. You guys literally picked only three quarterbacks to be worse than him. When this is Again, this was a little bit different than maybe how we'd actually rank them because Mayfield is definitely a little bit of a question. Now, if I'm doing this, I'm taking – I think Daniel Jones will finish the year ranked in front of him, unquestionably. Geno Smith, unquestionably. I think Carr will. Prescott, Cousins, Hurts, Goff, unquestionably all those QBs. The question marks would be Fields, mm-hmm. Purdy, Mayfield, and then Howell, Ritter, and Young. Because those quarterbacks could all finish in front of Love or behind. The other ones, if I'm betting money, that means something to me. I'm betting the other QBs. For sure. Huh. Right. Because I also think we did this a little bit. And, and again, am I too optimistic? Hold yeah, on. I think we're, this list we're not stinks. Gonna, we're, not throwing the, we're not saying that this is going to be how the list goes. This is just... If we were going to be making a bet today, this is how we feel. I, well, I, I think I think I you feel wrong. I think Jordan Love <laughs> has potential to be in, maybe definitely in the top ten, maybe a top five guy this year. I think I think as far as this guy's physical abilities, he's got the talent. That's everyone. I know everybody has that. It's are you going to be able to put it together? And that's the big question mark. And we don't know if Jordan Love can. So that's why I'm saying, yeah, I think he's got potential, but. In all likelihood, and based on all the other first-time starting quarterbacks that have ever made the NFL, there's not a very good chance that you're a superstar in your first year. I think I'm just more disappointed in the lack of discussion around some of these. I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to finish the season as the Bucs starter. I think he's going to get benched because that team's going to stink. Oh, I don't know about that. This is my, my thing is I don't understand why people were so high on Jordan Love coming out even in the first place. Like, I understand... The draft is all about – this is what people need to realize. The draft is all about potential. Just because you got drafted in the first round doesn't mean you're a first-round player. All that means is that, oh, okay, this guy – this is how NFL uh, organizations think. They say, okay, this guy's 6'4", 6'5", 240, and he runs a 4'4". We can do so much with those physical gifts. They, they automatically assume that – they take the thought of, the college coaches didn't know how to use them. They didn't know how to coach them up. We'll get them in this scheme. We know exactly where to put them. Just, like, look at, uh, man, I, I feel like I'm about to mess his name up. Isaiah Simmons. Damn, is it Isaiah Simmons? Which one are we referring to? What are you trying to get to? The uh, safety for the uh, Cardinals. Yeah, I don't, you're going to go a little deeper. But to your point, and you can Number think nine? of the name. Isn't that his name? But I will say uh, this uh, <laughs> while we're looking that up. Justin, or excuse me, Jordan Love. You nailed it. Yeah, okay. got it. <laughs> All right, uh, Jordan Love, his sophomore year at Utah State, 32 touchdowns, six picks, uh, 64% completion percentage, 3,500 yards, which are really good numbers, the like numbers you want out of a guy in that conference. But his junior year, 61% completion percentage, 3,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, 17 picks mm. in a sub, sub, subpar conference. Mm-hmm. And that would be the red flag. But to your point, Chris, and I'll let you get back to it, coaches believe they're smarter than everyone else. GMs think they're smarter than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while they go, I'm going to pick – look, I've said this a million times. I think he's going to be there, Mitch Trubisky, because that's what Chicago did. Yeah. They said, look at this guy. He had one mm-hmm. good year as a starter. We're going to just be smarter than everyone else and not pick the finished product in Watson, which was smart retroactively. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, obviously you, you passed on Mahomes – because you fell mm. into the same trap Mahomes compares to Rodgers, mm. where Mahomes is like, oh, Texas Tech, mm-hmm. uh, he won't do it. So that yeah. was that problem as well. So you passed on. Uh, there was a third quarterback who just mm-hmm. escaped me that they passed on, too. There's three QBs they missed on. Or maybe Mitch was the third. But there was another quarterback in that draft they could have drafted in front of Mitch. But Mitch was a big, big miss. But that was hubris. 
Like we're just smarter than all of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's their approach. Which you can't you can't knock the approach. Like I, I kinda I get it, I guess, because there there is there's plenty of situations like that. There's so many people who are stars in the NFL who you've never heard of in college, which obviously they're right. But especially at the quarterback position, like at the quarterback position, you need to trust your eyes. You need to trust the football. Like everybody gets so caught up in the pro day and how amazing this arm talent is so amazing and he can run, but it's like, what does he do when somebody's trying to kill him out there? Like, what does he do yeah. there? Like, yeah. what does he do there? <laughs> right. Yeah. What does he do after he gets knocked out? Does he get up and lead you, march you right down the field and score? Or is it a three and out? Or is it a pick? Like, and especially doing that in the Mountain West Conference, like, man, that's the conferences are real. I would say there's no true difference, I guess, in, like, that, not really that big of a difference in the Power Five conferences. But once you start dropping off in those other conferences, I mean, man, outside of uh, Josh Allen, Carson Wentz had a few couple of good years, but... Outside of those guys, I I can't even remember people of recent years that have come from a subpar division, I guess, and has been elite in the NFL. So I will ask this as we go to break, and I love this question from Southern, so I want to ask you. Chris, would a mediocre or a bad QB, how would they do in in your league? In my league? Oh, man. Okay. All right. That's a good question. Honestly, (laughs) I'm I'm going to be brutally honest. (laughs) If you are a quarterback out there and you can move – if you understand how to read coverages, you will dominate. <laughs> but but the real issue is that this is the real issue. People, everybody's a couch couch GM and all of that. And what they don't know is that when you get out there and I'm talking to you and I'm telling you the player about the run, and then you run it and we pick it off. Now I just messed I'll just mess your psyche up for the rest of the game. And people don't truly know how to read coverages. Like everybody just People are starting to get smarter and smarter with the game now, so they it's easy to tell the difference between like a two high safety look and versus a single high safety look. But there are so many coverages that fit under that umbrella, like a two high safety <laughs> look. There's like forty coverages that could be a two high safety look, right? And there's probably sixty that could be a single high safety look. So like, it's one thing to say that, but when you actually have to go do it, that's the real difference. Quarterback is the hardest position to play for a reason. We'll throw some stones next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Summerfest on Saturday, and I saw our good friend Paul from Iron Jock looking good. Did you hit a hole in one? I did not even. My kids, everyone was with me. There was a long line, so I didn't get a chance to actually okay. take a swing at the hole and run. But what you're referencing there, the sponsor of the hole in one contest over at Summerfest. Uh, obviously, Paul was out there. We're going to be doing a show with uh, the Iron Jock folks in a few weeks at Hometown Pharmacy in Wanakee. Chim Ray DK will be there, so we'll talk to him some as well. So that'll be a good time as well. But, Matt. Just like uh, me, you love the the folks over at Iron Jock. 
Absolutely, and that's because we like Wisconsin-based company. As a Wisconsin-based company, Iron Jock provides high-quality performance apparel that's designed from the inside out. That state-of-the-art silver ion technology is guaranteed to keep you feeling fresh and clean to provide odor fighting protection for as long as you own the product. They're the highest quality fabrics constructed and designed for an active and comfortable fit. You can visit ironjock.com right now and get your very own Iron Jock apparel. You can get 25% off all orders over $75 or more if you use the code FEST23 in honor of Summerfest. First 80 orders also will get two Summerfest tickets. That's on ironjockjoc.com. Use code FEST23 for 25% off everything $75 or more. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. It is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Each and every day, I scour the interwebs to figure out what the heck happened over the weekend. I've got questions. Jim, Matt, Chris, might have answers. I'll score them throughout. At the end, we'll crown a winner of Monday's edition of Throwing Stones. What's so funny, Chris? <laughs> You're just funny, man. <laughs> He's just laughing because he already knows who won. You just funny. <laughs> what do you mean I'm just funny? Is that, is that, a, is that an insult? It's not an am insult. Am I funny like a clown? Am I yeah, here to what? amuse you? Yeah, what, what am I? It's do not you, an insult. All right. Do you get the good Goodfellas reference I was making there, Alex Show? I, I, I did. Okay. I got it. I got it, too. Okay. All right, Alex doesn't watch movies unless they're on TikTok, so I just had to no, make sure. <laughs> All right, let's start with this. Over the weekend, uh, a 17-year-old kid by the name of, I'm not making this up, Happy Gilmore. Oh, oh I yeah, that. I saw this. Committed to play golf yeah. at Ball State University. I saw that. So my question around this is fictional characters and naming your kids that them, essentially. And I don't know if there's like a good movie character with Orr as their last name. Nah. But is this weird that somebody with the last name Gilmore named their son Happy or is it cool? Jim, I will start with you. I don't know the amount of marital cachet or chips this person had to cash in to be able to name their <laughs> yeah. kid Happy. I do know someone who has a son named Maverick who was born within the last year or two, which is that's pretty awesome. That's, I wish I could pull yeah. that off as well. I tried. I can't even get the dog names what I wanted the dog names to be. Uh, the best I got is I got Magnolia Jean with the initials MJ. So I was able to work that in there. And then I just dumb locked nice. into 23 when that's where Rosie was born. So I do have those two. But I will say this. I always like to point out, uh, and nobody's really referenced it, but now that Titanic is popular, Rosalie has nothing to do with the Titanic. <laughs> it's not named for that at all because uh, she saw this and she's like you guys didn't name him because of this like no we just thought it was like we had heard it somewhere and thought it was pretty right. but like it was not named after the character so there's a fine line there of like you hear a name somewhere you might have heard it in a movie or a show but then you're not actually naming them after that because I think that's a bit ridiculous Matt yeah. Fair Fowl character names uh, uh, naming your kid that I think it's fantastic uh, I think it, especially if there's like some other maybe deeper reason maybe they Met and their first date was the Happy Gilmore movie. Well, right, yes. Something light. So, but again, that wouldn't be about the movie. That would be about their deeper story. Well, right, but yeah. like it's from the movie. So again, I get would it. You name it, your even, kid Shrek. Maybe not Shrek, but Happy, <laughs> Happy's not that crazy of a name. And I will point out that he did try to 
qualify for the U.S. Open as an amateur, and Adam Sandler has been motivating him or giving mm-hmm. him some like uh, go get it kind of like motivation on Twitter. So that that's kid is cool. so cooked if he wasn't a golfer. It's yeah, like if you try that, to get like yeah. a real job. I mean, yeah. I name in my kid Alexander Hamilton, assuming they're going to be the treasurer of the United States. Great but idea. that's a, that's a grown up's <laughs> name though, Chris. Like, well, just because. <laughs> fine, fair. You know, I got nothing, Chris. I imagine you're uh, probably. Uh, have you seen the movie The Blind Side? You're probably not naming your kid Michael. <laughs> no, or, yeah. no. And we don't even spell our order saying. You know, I mean, people, man. You, you can't you have your be kid. Surprised how many people have asked me if I'm him or if he's my brother. Especially since my brother played for the Baltimore. Right. Ravens. It's oh, not it even gets, spelled the same. It gets bad. Oh, it gets bad. But I think that I think it's dope. But I do think it's a little ridiculous. Like you could easily just be calling him happy his whole life, yes. and everybody would uh, <laughs> address him as happy. Yeah, like, you don't have to. You don't have to legally name yeah. him right. happy. Actually, I'm feeling a little sad today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, I do have a question. Uh, what's your uh, What's your wife's maiden name? Talia. So, if you were to hyphenate, oh, her last name. I'm yeah, sorry. last I'm name. Sorry. Castillo. Castillo. So. And your child's first name? Camila. So, if you hyphenated it, which you cannot do because <laughs> now your kid's name would be Camila or Castillo. Or Castillo. So, with your name, yeah, you can't called. hyphenate. Yeah, <laughs> which oh. one do you want to be called? Oh, I should do that. I should do that. We got to do that for the next one. Oh, no, we're definitely doing that. We're definitely doing it. I didn't even think of that. That's going to be funny. Hey, he's Damn, only, he's only two months into fatherhood, and you're already talking about the next one. That's, that's a free point. Yeah. You got to think. You, you can't. Rolling, you got to do it quick. Yeah. You, you don't want to stretch rolling. it out because then you're you going to be changing diapers. How, diaper how many do we life. have? Ah, two. Two, maybe three. Okay. Maybe three. We It was four of us. I don't know how my parents did it. But yeah, we're we're not doing. It. That's a lot. I understand. I had seven kids, and I just don't understand it. Like, how do you even know them? You don't. You don't how have do a you life. Know them? <laughs> but like, forget even don't have a life. Like, how, you can't give the kids enough attention. Yeah, yeah. You don't think so? They have to be getting it from their their siblings. Like, yeah. I mean, Great. that's a major part yeah. of it. But that's not. Sure. I mean, depends what you want to be as a parent. But like, parents are kind of the most important thing in the world to young children. How do you give them? How do you divvy that up? You give them a mini me. Yeah, you Which is all like another sibling. I'm, I'm <laughs> siblings. They're supposed to outlast you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about the execution of it. I'm talking about actually giving your parents or giving your kids actual parenting. One more, fellas. Uh, I will have to save the stir-fried stones uh, that are a big deal uh, to tomorrow, which our friend Tim and Mount Horeb sent me. My Twitter DMs are open if you ever want to send me throwing stones ideas. Uh but the Miss Wisconsin pageant was over the weekend. A Madison area woman did end up winning Miss Wisconsin. But I'm curious if there was a Mr. Wisconsin. What would your talent be in the Mr. Wisconsin pageant? Mr. Chris Orr? Mm. I'm going to start with you. His talent or what the talent of this mystery person should be? No, no, no. What the talent you would bring to the Mr. Wisconsin pageant? Well, I can't, like, I can't use football. I'm, I'm going to have to go with I'm trying to see what would help me win. I don't know, probably drinking or fishing. Like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. <laughs> one of those. I vote for you. <laughs> drinking or fishing. Yeah, probably one of those. With his bass pro shop. That's what's going to give me the win. That's what's going to give me the dub. Yeah, or that. like eating a million cheese curds. Yeah, Matt, see, Matt what would your that. talent be? Um, 
It's been a while and it would take a little bit of practice, but I think I could do it again. I would get back on the drum set and probably Ooh. just try and like play a song on the drum set. Why wouldn't you just put on some sort of curling? Well, he show? said he couldn't play football, yeah, so yeah, I was not going to do my. Gotcha. But that's not a Wisconsin thing. Like he's all right. Well, no, but that's like the only other like talent I have. Yeah, <laughs> drinking too. I like else I can't catch fish, but me and Orr sounds like we could hang out and drink a lot together. <laughs> Yeah, I think Chris has got the best option. You'd have to like learn to milk a cow, and you can like no, <laughs> 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 chug the milk. Right. Yeah. Right. So I guess I'd milk a cow on stage and then chug the milk. Oh, wow. Good job, I, officially, I officially Jim regret asking this question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jim lost. <laughs> Making Alex queasy is a big no-no I, I in this uh, game. I, I was in uh, a competition my senior year of high school called Mr. Titletown. <laughs> <laughs> and my talent was I did a sports cast. No. <laughs> oh, God. I, can, that that I was the runner-up. Oh. I, I was Mr. Titletown runner-up, class oh. of 2017. Man. You are the nerdiest person. Yeah. 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 Here's the thing. You, you built yourself a good lead with the swimsuited uh, section, but you lost it on the talent, I think. Well, <laughs> doing a radio broadcast for Well, people. and Alex Strell <laughs> famously had his microphone photo for Tinder. Yeah, his Tinder profile picture is him in front of a mic. <laughs> yeah, Chris, if you pretty much took a picture of me right now, it was it was essentially this. Yeah. yeah. Chris, if you had Tinder, would you just use well, you like, like in a football for- helmet or <laughs> No, you can't use the football. You can't use the football. Sure nah, you man, can. you just gotta get some fits of you. You just gotta get some fits. Strophy was like, hey, this guy's going places. Try throw a workout picture in there. You gotta throw a workout picture in there or something. Yeah, because I do a lot of that. <laughs> what, would, start. what would be the like, the, start. the lack of muscle or the pale physique? Which one would be more? <laughs> <laughs> that workout photo would tell you that he's a radio guy. Like that's basically <laughs> pretty it. much. Yeah. Stick a microphone yeah. in front of it, and yeah. everyone would know. You, the workout photo would be he's committed to other things. <laughs> Maybe like girlfriends. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> Uh, Ryan of Madison chimes in. Chris Orr's talent is shortening necks, uh, yeah. which there you go. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. People up. But Alex Strove shared a story with me before the show that does lean into very similar to Alex's dorky talent show of hosting a radio show. He was auctioned off, and I wanted him to share that story. This was back in college. He was auctioned off and went on an awkward date. We can hear that one next. This is Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. So, Alex, I teased this before the break here, and maybe it was to a great place like Bruce Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. We had Lee in last week. Matt shared some recipes with him. We'll have Lee in uh, next month as well. Matt can share some more recipes with Lee from Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Our friend Tom uh, from ESPN Madison was out there last week and said an amazing time. So, anniversary date night. You want a corporate event. You want a happy hour. Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton is the spot, but Alex, why don't you share the story you shared with me? And I want to see if these two fellas had the same question. And maybe we could 
We can pull it not online, but maybe we can pull this question with our listeners. So don't give away the answer to the question I think everyone's going to have. Yeah. But 844-770-3776 is how you chime into the show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light. Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton, Chris Orr with you live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Strofe, take it away. Yeah. So uh, back in my, I believe this was my junior year of college. So how old? I, w- I just turned 21. Okay. In fact, this happened on my 21st birthday. Okay. Um, so we were doing our annual radiothon for our college student station in, in Stevens Point, 90 FM, historic legacy station up there, um, and a, a, a local. <laughs> You're obviously <laughs> goes down in Wisconsin war. <laughs> the world's largest trivia contest, bro. Get after it. Oh uh, yeah, don't even get me started on that thing. <laughs> so we do an annual two-day radiothon to raise funds for the station, and the uh, the steakhouse in, in town in, in Stevens Point. Uh, you know, one of our one of my coworkers had worked there. They knew who I was, so they said, "Sure, we'll give you a one hundred fifty dollars voucher, but you have to tie it to Strofe." So what they did was they auctioned off a date with me, and uh, you know, a lady's sister bid three hundred dollars on it, and ultimately, <laughs> I know, right? I know. Um, and so a couple of weeks later, I went on a date with this lady who she paid three hundred dollars. Uh, her sister paid for it for her on her behalf. And there- and so me, I feel like with that kind of money, there's some obligations right, involved. Right, right. So that's, that's, what, that's what I want to get to here, but go ahead and finish your and Tell us about the night. What yes, did you guys- so we went out. We, we grabbed a cocktail before until our table was ready. We caught up. She told me she was moving to Colorado. Um, you know about her, her. I think her daughter that lived out there. Uh, you know, how we, old was her daughter? Just, did you know? She just got uh, older than me. Okay. Yeah, like in her mid twenties. She uh, just had a baby. Okay. If my memory serves me correct. Uh, so we drank. I don't know. Probably four old fashions each. Had a great steak. Um, and and uh, I will stop the story there. All right. So the question. Okay. So I want to start here. So Jeez. they had drinks. Uh, well, she did. Well, I want to ask you this part first. So, drinks. He said four each. Yeah, four, yeah drinks, food. <laughs> they're chatting about life. One She's, martini, two right. martini, three martini, four. Give me is, one. Mar- yeah. Give me one martini, and Alex will do. You can figure out the rest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, I think this woman. She's moving to Colorado. How old do you think she was? Um, I would say like late forties, early fifties. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna point. I'll this, tell so, you this: she was pretty. So I'll say this: if he says late forties, early fifties, she probably was like early forties. Like just yeah, when yeah. you're 21, you just assume everyone. Oh, I think I have a good gauge of that. I, I know, but you're younger. You are. You always just skew yeah. a little older. You just always are off by a little bit. So that's not a knock on you. I just think in general, the younger you, everyone she was, was older grandma, you. though, Jim. But look, there's. There's, <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're not a slump buster. Right. So my point was, I think she I think she would have been down. She's leaving town. For sure. Like she like that was at least on her like It was probably in the comes for the evening. It was I, in the car. She was there. Can, can I tell you what she said to me before we left? Yes. What are you doing now? <laughs> so the, <laughs> I'm like, what you doing? So wait, the question is, and you doing? The question is eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Book Alex, a hotel room down the road. Alex is gonna keep. <laughs> Alex is gonna keep this close to the vest here for a minute. But eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I want to ask you the question: Did twenty one year old Alec Strofe bed the forty <laughs> year old? That won him in an auction. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I don't think so. I don't think he got it in him. 100% no. Alex ain't got that game. You ain't got that dog in you, Stroke. (laughs) 
you ain't got that dog in you. <laughs> Strobe was like, well, ma'am, I'm probably going to go to bed and be ready for my glass of milk. I'm going to have a glass of milk. I've got an early radio show tomorrow. <laughs> As you might know, I'm a part of the Steven Sport radio team, and we're doing a radiothon this weekend. I got, uh, I got I got can, I, can I hear the answer to her question before I answer this question? No, you cannot. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll Strokes tell like, you this. It was smooth. Yeah, it's real smooth criminal yeah, Alex yeah, Strobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you said that, nah. Nah, <laughs> nah he definitely didn't. Okay, uh, so in retrospect, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six, and <laughs> to Alex, Tim in Oregon, I caught the last twenty minutes of your show on Saturday. Uh, you are a respectful and honorable person. It choked me up. Pat is a legend. You deserve the host's last show. You know sports. You are not an opinionated bullhard. Tim in Oregon, that's my show that I gave to Alex show, but that's the Pat Richter show. But go ahead. But so I, I guess he's say- a. Assume- that Saturday show was fantastic. Thank you. Uh, you can catch it again this week and next week uh, over the holiday. The, the Pat Richter show finale it was it was a terrific honor to, and Jim was a part of it. Uh, yeah. It was it was really cool. I appreciate that a lot, Tim. Um, so what was the question? I'm sorry. As we talk about, so me he being was basically off. <laughs> he's basically Clearly saying I'm you are an honorable person. I'm so very honorable. I guess that means you and respectful. Want bad, the gr- <laughs> Super the grand, respectful. Bad, the grandmother. Um. Yeah. So she said to me, "What are you doing after this?" I had just started dating my current girlfriend, still with her, uh, okay. three and a half years later. Good move, man. So, so I clearly couldn't. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I slipped in at some point. Yeah, I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend. My, watch what you <laughs> said. Do not say that again. <laughs> or phrase that differently. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Mike the Postman chimes in, four cocktails, she made a man of him. Hey, now. <laughs> And that's when Strofe got his first chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I will throw this out, and you don't have to answer, but what the heck? And you can chime in, 844-770-3776. What's the oldest number? The <laughs> oldest? For Alex Strofe? No, for any of you. The oh. age of the oldest person. 844 difference rather yeah, than the age? Because difference makes... Okay, fine. Is better, yeah. Cause that's fine. Age... Strofe, uh, the Adam Madison chimes in, Strofe, the guilt chaser. So we'll go with difference. <laughs> we'll go with difference. Okay. <laughs> I think my biggest difference was 11 years. I was 19 and the person was 30. Okay. You got Your me first? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I was like, good for you, man. <laughs> just <laughs> jumping I, off the deep end. Yeah, right? <laughs> Set, s- Felt like I was in the movie Aladdin. I could show you the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to seduce this Mrs. Robinson? <laughs> Uh, 20 years. Whoa! Jimmy! What? What? Yeah. You dog! How old were you? I know! <laughs> I, was, I was 25. She you was 45? 10 out of 10, you were in Miami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 20 years. Yeah, she was 45, I was 25. Living this best Florida life. Divorced? I... I don't Probably get a lot of ask. details. Oh, so this <laughs> was like a one night thing. Yes, this was not a date. Well, you win this. Chris, you're not beating that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not beating 20 years. <laughs> How would it? It's seven for me. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think mine was 12. Oh, actually, you're much closer to Jim. Double not digits. 20? Come on now. 20? <laughs> 20 is a number. Uh, 20 she years. She's old enough to be your mother. He learned something. At 45? Jim, how old are you right now? 
I am 43. She's 63 years old. I'm not sleeping with her now. <laughs> we don't know that. I guess we do know that. I'm not a dirtbag. And this was in Florida because I'm married, not because she's 63. Yeah. But, uh, I was in Florida. 25, 45, like, that's not that no, crazy. That's not. It's not that. I Nobody mean, normalized this crazy. behavior. Well, what what are we doing? No, I'm do not, not normalize this behavior. Don't, do not badmouth older women. They can be just as beautiful as anyone else. I don't want That's you firing out here <laughs> saying that this is, a, is no, she inappropriate. Was <laughs> if there's a gorgeous 45-year-old looking to hook up with a handsome 25-year-old Jim Rutledge, this that is, is her prerogative. <laughs> Strofe. Look. And also, Gosh. adult film stars. We're Matt not drawing that line in the sand here <laughs> I on would like Rutledge to, and Hamilton. I would like to point out. No, no, no. Don't be start. <laughs> for context, for everyone involved, the bars in Florida are open till 5 a.m. Oh, what? You got to throw beer goggles in there? Don't do no, that. No, no, no. I'm saying. <laughs> Don't do that. No, not. She yeah, was it's a prerogative. I'm talking, <laughs> inhib- I'm talking inhibitions, not beer goggles. I'm talking inhibitions. Like it was Her inhibitions? 20-year difference for both of us. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 20 years is a big jump backwards, too. It's not. Yeah. Most older women are trying to. Yeah, what's this young buck going to teach right, me? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. She, she's probably like Aaron Rodgers. I'm not trying to be on a rebuilding night here. I, I, need, <laughs> I need a veteran player. 25 year old Jim just doesn't have enough experience for right. me. <laughs> so the Adam, the Adam Madison chimes in. Uh, he does want to ask you the question, Alex. What's the age difference between you and your mother in law? <laughs> because oh yeah why don't you go ahead and share i don't have that clip anymore thankfully <laughs> so you're gonna have to rehash it on the air for us those new to Great. the show like right. are. so back uh the friday of mother's day weekend we oh. were running over our plans oh. and i had explained that my uh my, my essentially my mother-in-law will be in town um and we were talking about whether or not you should call your mother-in-law mom and no. I made I, I remarked, hey, when when my mother in law is in town, should I slip it in? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, and phrasing I, is so important I, on the I, radio. I, I met the term <laughs> mom. And these two nut jobs took it way out of context. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and here you are. Just today, you accidentally used the same phrase. Yeah, you should work in on your vocabulary equally, a little bit. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't remember that being called out, so that's good. Well, yeah, we it was. It was when, yeah, I did. I was like, you should work on that phrasing when you were saying, uh, when you're talking to the this older lady for the date. When you said, I did slip this one in. I'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend today. <laughs> Great time to tell everybody it is the last week to vote for Rutledge and Hamilton as the best of Madison radio team. <laughs> After that segment, you can really slip that boat in and hit the wire. <laughs> Channel3000.com or just Google Best of Madison 2023. We are nominated somehow for Best of Madison radio team. You can get that in until Friday. Slip it in until Friday. Channel3000.com. The classiest show in Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. This is a short race. This is a short race. Matt Hamilton.
Hamilton. Chris Orr with you. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. We've gotten plenty of uh, Dave the Deerfield uh, friend who wants to get us uh, lunch. Awesome show. Tim in Oregon chimes in. Good show. So everyone's enjoying right. our, <laughs> our content. Unfortunately, we disappoint people. We'll talk a little bit of uh, actual sports here in a minute. But <laughs> not that uh, the other thing isn't athletic. But we're just going to talk about the Badger football team. And Strofe, I'll lean on you a little bit. And Chris, obviously, I want to get your expertise on it. But in general, in the recruiting world, Luke Fickle came in and lit the world on fire for the Wisconsin Badgers. Everyone got very excited. Now I think there's some concern. And to his credit, Luke Fickle has addressed this uh, in an article in The Athletic. And I'm sure he'll continue to address it. Of There's some kids, mainly for this 2024 class for Wisconsin, that I believe the top five kids in the state are not coming to the University of Wisconsin. They are going to Power 5 Conference, which is the important part. And you think it's six kids, top six kids in the state. Mm. And so, right, because Booker, yeah, they was five, and now Booker is, is switching over. Booker from Wanakee, the tight end. Now, each one of these are all kind of their own case, switching coaching staffs. I believe some of these kids weren't offered by the other staff. Badgers got in late, but... I'll take it. Chris, we'll go with you. How much of a red flag is there, and what is the nuance of owning your state? But as Luke Fickle, and I'll say this last bit, Chris, like, came in and said, like, hey, we have this 350-mile like radius we want to fit into. He's like, but when I got here, I realized Wisconsin's national brand. So now we're recruiting Texas and Florida and New mm-hmm. York because kids out there want to come here. And, our coaches, and, yeah. our, and our coaches have ties there. And so right. it is kind of – so just kind of that – that magic that kind of comes to recruiting a balance and in-state to the the brand to finding the right people for your program that's a lot for a first-year coach to handle yeah yeah for sure i mean i think every program any anywhere uh wants to lock down their state you know it sounds great on paper but at the end of the day you want to get well i want to say each year you get you can sign like 25 guys depending on you know your graduating class and all that you want to get the best 25 in like that's what you're that's what you're aiming for to be honest and I don't. I don't think there's a need to panic. I don't know where where the panic is coming from because, honestly, you just want people that fit the culture. Like, I came all the way from Texas, and I I love the I love being a Wisconsin. You personified Badger. the culture, absolutely. Yeah, like I, I love being a Badger, and I I truly resonated with the Wisconsin culture, and that's why I came. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's a big need to panic, and then I don't want to make people mad. But like, Wisconsin football, like, is not. It's not the best. Like it's not. It's nowhere near it. You like, mean like high school? Yeah, high school, high yep. school, high school. Like if I'm going to go watch a Wisconsin high school football game, like honestly, I I think it's tough to even recruit Wisconsin to be honest. Outside of like O line, D line, because you could just that's pretty much everywhere in high school that you find you find the size and, and you can coach the skill, but. I think it's hard to recruit Wisconsin because sometimes you go you like even when I go to a game and you see a guy you're like like if I watch Braylon's high school highlight film and I was telling him I'm like bro like your film wouldn't look like that in Texas I was like you're just running through everybody like nobody wanted to touch you right. I'm like I'm like bro in Texas like you look like everybody else like there's no difference so you're like your film will look completely different like so I, I think it's just hard to recruit Wisconsin. It sounds good on paper to want to lock down the state, but at the end of the day, you want the 25 best players coming to your program. That's right. You want the 25 best players coming to your program, but if they don't, accidents happen. Now, they can't <laughs> help get you the best players, but Revive Restoration can make sure you get your business or home back to 100% as fast as possible. You can check out the Revive Pros at revivepros.com or Revive Restoration. We'll check you guys tomorrow. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton. We'll see you later.